Hey friend, having great audio is one thing we work really hard on here at the Everyday Style School podcast. I know that I personally can't stand listening to shows that sound like they were recorded in an empty warehouse or worse, underwater. So I was really disappointed when this audio came back with a big scratch over my voice. My super talented editor did everything possible to remove it and it got better, but sadly we could not get rid of the whole thing. I thought about not releasing the episode, but the conversation I had with Shelly was just too much fun not to share. So I hope that you will accept my apologies and listen anyway. I hope you enjoy our conversation and thank you so much for hanging in with me, imperfections and all. You're listening to the Everyday Style School Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to help women all around the world create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. I am so happy and grateful that you are with us today. If you paid attention to the title of the episode, you already know that we have got a special guest with us today. It is really fun for me to bring you different style voices and perspectives, and that's exactly what this episode is all about. One thing I love about the Style Network, which is our personal stylist certification program, is that our stylists come from all kinds of backgrounds. We've got women in the program who a few years ago didn't feel confident dressing themselves, but learned the rules and discovered that they were really talented at dressing themselves and others. We've got women who've always had an eye for style and they've been the go-to fashion person for their friends and family, but they didn't know how to get a business actually up and running. And then we have a couple who have some serious credentials in the fashion space and are now switching it up to work with real life women in their communities. And today we are talking to Shelly Bishop, who definitely falls into that last category. Seriously, my friends, her fashion resume puts mine to shame, and I'm just happy to learn from her and have her as part of the Style Network. So let's get into it, shall we? Hi, Shelly. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. That was a very generous and kind intro. <laughs> but all true, all true, all true. All right. So I didn't read your official bio. So why don't you just tell people who you are, where you're from? Yeah. Is that good? I am Shelly Bishop. My company is Shelly Bishop Styling. I am based in Houston, Texas. Um, I live with my husband and our two young daughters, ages five and three, and our two fur babies as well. Love that. Little kids, little kids. I tell you, if you can be stylish in the little kid years, like you're a stylish person, right? Because that is when it falls off for a lot of people, a lot of people. Okay, so I told people you've got some serious fashion credentials. Can you just give us a brief overview of where you've worked, what you've done, that kind of stuff? Yeah, for sure. So um, I was born and raised in San Diego, and I always knew that I wanted to work in fashion. And when it was time to go to school, I moved from San Diego to Texas to study fashion merchandising at Baylor University. After I graduated, the advice I received was that for the fashion industry, it's best to have some hands-on experience rather than go to graduate school. So I applied for internships all over the place, and I was fortunate enough to land an internship at Lucky Magazine in New York City. Oh, I loved Lucky. That was a good one. I loved Lucky. R.I.P. Lucky. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, so I was a closet accessories intern with Lucky, 
And that led to a closet accessories internship at Vogue, which was two, two floors up in the Condé Nast building. Um, it was really a dream. After that, uh, I had to get some real job experience and not just these <laughs> low paying internships. And so I kept applying and um, I got a job with Zappos Couture, which was the like luxury line for Zappos.com as a merchandise assistant, which was like training to be an assistant buyer. That company was really incredible and so unique for my first real job experience. And I love that so much. I, I did leave there after probably close to two years to move to Houston because my then boyfriend, now husband, landed his dream internship in Houston. So that brought me out to Houston, which was 10 years ago. And the fashion industry in Houston at that point was kind of limited. I'm happy to say that it's grown a ton since then, but it was kind of slim pickings, honestly. But I was very fortunate to get a job uh, doing public relations at Neiman Marcus at our big mall here, the Galleria. And that was a huge turning point for me because I was new to the city and it couldn't have been a better job. I mean, it, it introduced me to you know, the lifestyle here, the big events that happen, local editors. Um, and in that job, I was able to pull in style for fashion shows and luncheons. And that and that's where I really began styling and just loving styling so much. So I did that for a few years and that kind of opened the door for me to meet local people. And I decided to branch out on my own as a freelance stylist. I was picked up by a modeling agency in town, but as a signed stylist, where I did styling for photo shoots for models. We did, you know, campaigns for marketing. And that was a ton of fun. I did that until my first daughter was born. And then I took a year off to stay at home with her. After that, I was an in-house stylist for a company called Gordman's, and that was phenomenal. I love doing that. That's where I started some like flat lay styling, which was new to me for, for marketing, for email campaign. Flat lays, by the way, if people don't know flat lays, you know, when you go on Instagram and you see the pretty clothes all laid out completely flat, that's flat lay. It's such an art. It's a totally different skill set. It is. It was really neat yeah. to, to learn the tips and tricks of that. Unfortunately, that company went under kind of during COVID, which was when I was on maternity leave with my second daughter. And then um, that's when I kind of had the realization that I wanted to pivot from working with models to styling, dressing real women. Okay, we're going to get into that in just a second. But I need to go back to your time at Vogue, because I think everyone had the same question I had. Was it like Devil Wears Prada? A little bit. So at Lucky Magazine, I was one of probably five interns in the accessories closet. And at Vogue, I was one of probably 25 interns in the accessories closet. What did your time at Lucky and your time at Vogue teach you about style or about fashion? I honestly thought I knew a lot of brands and designers going into that, but I, I did not. I knew the tip of the iceberg and I was exposed to so many uh, other designers, both you know, Lucky had more everyday brands. And then obviously Vogue had these one-off samples that were created for some celebrity for the cover shoot. So it was just a, I learned a lot about all the different brands and designers. You know, I always think, oh, I know, 
a lot of brands. I know a lot of designers. And then people will throw things at me. I'm like, never heard of them. And you have to not feel bad about like your lack of knowledge. It's just more that there is, there are so many more brands and so many designers out there. You could really never know them all. And when you learned them all, then there would be a hundred more. There's always emerging. Always emerging. There's always emerging. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay. So let's get back to styling real people and going from like the fashion world, kind of doing it for other people and then styling models for shoots and now styling real women. So what do you like about dressing real women versus quote unquote fashiony people? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some things that are easier and harder to both and they're both a lot of fun, but really in my twenties, when I was styling the models, it was just a lot of fun to be on set and have that energy. But then I started having kids and my peers started having kids and it was a radical lifestyle change Yep, and shift. And I just had a big shift in what I valued and the way things were. And I, I wanted to focus on helping people in that stage. Um, they had new bodies, they had new lifestyles, they had new priorities. And so I was really excited about encouraging those women. So is that who you like to work with now? Like who's sort of your ideal yes. client? <laughs> yeah. So my ideal client is women, you know, ages 30 to 45. So they might not have little, little babies necessarily, but all the way up to kind of like elementary school. And it looks really different, as you know, when you have toddlers to a kindergartner to a third grader, how you have to dress in what you can kind of get away with really changes really quickly. Um, and so I'd like to help people see that. That's so funny. You know, for years, I have always been saying you have to reevaluate where you are all the time. Because I remember one client, we were in a fitting room. She's like, I have to be able to play on the floor with my son. I have to be able to play on the floor with my son. And I, I looked at her style questionnaire that, you know, we all send out before we work with someone. And I was like, but wait, how old is your son? And he was like, 10 or 12. And I said, are you really playing on the, when was the last time you got on the floor to play with your son? And she's like, yeah, it's been a while because we just sort of, and I, I think the little kid years, they leave a mark that, you know what I mean? Like they change mm -hmm. you. And it's sometimes difficult oh, yeah. to see that we've emerged on the other side and you can wear something that is hand wash or, you know, uh, hang to dry or lie flat to dry. Not everything has to be, you know, machine wash, tumble dry, easy, easy breezy. There does come a point where you get to get yourself back a little bit. And I think a lot of women forget that. We get just stuck like, I have to play on the floor. You don't. After, you know, after they stop playing on the floor, you can stop getting dressed to play on the floor. Right. And I think it's kind of like bittersweet too. Like some people might be like, I graduated, I can wear a silk blouse. And then some people are like, Oh, like I kind of like having my little babies, you know, it's just really interesting how people react to that. Yeah. I think like you said earlier, there are, you know, pros and cons to everything. It is so much easier. Well, no, now I'm entering a, a slightly more difficult phase because I'll be like, where are my black boots? Who has my black boots? Because now my daughter is the same size shoes as I am and perfume is going and mascara goes all the time. And I, now we're in a different phase and it's bittersweet as well because now every once in a while I'll raid her closet or I'll take her shoes. But yeah, the, the little kid years have a huge, huge impact on, on your style. And I think it's wonderful that women like you 
serve that population to help them navigate that. Because it is a time where you don't always feel so great about yourself. You know, you're giving a lot to other people. It's, you don't always have the time and, and the resources to spend on yourself. And feeling good about the way you look is so, so, so important. So important. Yeah. And I also tell people to really have grace with themselves. Like if your babies are zero to two, I mean, it's just kind of survival. Yes. And I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. Like that's kind of, everyone needs that time to just survive. (laughs) Like do the best you can. Yeah. Did you shower? You're a rock star. Did you put on real pants? Oh my gosh, you're my hero. For sure. You know, that when you have little babies, all bets are off are you not naked in public? It's a win. That's, that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Okay. So real quick, coming from all of the experience that you had, what made you decide to join the style network, like the training program and the certification? Yeah. Network? So when I was thinking about this, I realized, I don't think you know this story and it's actually a great story. Oh, good. I love a good story. In January of 2021, mm-hmm. you know, it was a rough time for everybody. We that December had been really hard with COVID. I had just lost my grandma to COVID. It was just kind of like a downer period. And so my best friend and I met halfway in Dallas for a girls weekend and we just stayed in the hotel and I it was the first time I'd had a few moments away from my two young daughters in a, in like a year. And we were kind of like talking about the future. And I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to finally do this like wardrobe styling for real women. And I can see that that's like a a natural next step. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, you've been thinking about that for a long time. You should do it. And so in the car, like I was getting in the car to drive back home to Houston from Dallas the next day. And I just really quickly at the gas station, like typed into podcast. I don't know if I typed in closet edit or wardrobe stylist, but the Everyday Style School podcast came up and I'm so glad it did. And I just like binge listened to as many episodes as I could in the car ride home. Because again, I was really in the car by Mm -hmm. myself at that point. And I was so impressed. And it was back when you had the format Mm -hmm. of like word of the day and you were talking about like chambray versus denim and weft and all these words that I'd learned in school. And I was like, okay, she like, this is the real deal. And so I was like, I want to reach out to Jen and see if she'll help me with some business consulting about how to like kind of launch what I want to do. And she obviously has a ton of experience. And then sure enough, you were like, I'm going to roll out this stylist certification. And I was like, okay, well, this couldn't have been better timing. And so, yeah, I signed up for that. And and it's been really great. But funny enough, this morning, I looked up that weekend in Dallas. I'm not kidding you. The very first day I listened to the podcast was this day, two years ago. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, my gosh. I, so I, happy anniversary. I know. Happy anniversary. <laughs> got goosebumps. I love that. Like yeah. meant to be. Totally meant I know. to be. I know. It's wild. I love that. I love that. Love that. So... Where did it fill in the gaps for you? Because obviously you came with a ton of styling experience. So where did that fill in the gaps for you? Just with like setting everything up, like you are so organized in the pre-service questionnaire and just like, I had so many ideas, but it's how do I execute it? And how do I get this organized? And how do I do this, like inject all this business into it, you know? So I really appreciated that. I'm so glad that was helpful for you. 
creative people don't start their businesses because they're like, I love systems and paperwork. I am so good at systems and paperwork. Usually we just start because we love a thing. And then we're like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I don't I don't know how to collect money from people. I don't know how to set up appointments. I don't know what to send. And I'll probably get audited. So <laughs> we really try and make sure that all of those things are are covered, are covered. You know, and I really wanted to take the time to set it up and do it really well because it was important to me. And I knew it was something that I hopefully would want to do moving forward for many years. Yeah. So I didn't want to just throw up a, you know, a website and just. I wanted to get my ducks in a row. Well, I have to tell you, your website's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Check it out. We'll (laughs) have the link in the show notes. All right. So let's move on from that for for a little bit. Now that you are in real women's closets and you are shopping with, you know, real women, not, not fashiony people, by the way, that's what I mean by real women. When people send me emails, like, what does that mean? It just means people who go to the grocery store and PTA meetings and soccer games instead of like galas, you know, if you go to galas, great. But if you're worried about like, what am I going to wear to the grocery store? That's what we mean by, by real women. So what are some of the challenges that you are seeing real women struggling with in their closet? So a lot of the women that I work with, they have, they have a lot of pieces that they like. And even those pieces look, you know, good on them, but they are often like stuck on how to put it together. Putting the whole outfit together feels daunting. What do you mean by that? Meaning like, finishing it with accessories or wearing it in a different way than because I I think a lot of people get really stuck like I wear this top with this pants and I wear this skirt with this sweater and that is it so what do you mean by it's daunting to them to to put the whole outfit together well what I've noticed that's been very interesting is almost everyone that I've worked with really struggles with knowing what shoe to put with an outfit yeah yeah so maybe they'll have really great shoes or a really great blouse but they don't know you know, what type of hem, pant hem leg goes with what shoe with that blouse. All right. And so they have really good pieces, but they're unsure of how to put it together. Got it. Got it. One thing I always found was that, like you said, women either have like great clothes or great shoes. And it's oftentimes those two women do not exist in the same closet. You know, I always tell the the story about the woman who had a great wardrobe and I'm like, why am I here? What's going on? And then I said, okay, well, we're, you know, wear like your everyday shoes because she had all these really pretty occasion shoes. And she's like, oh, those are just my uglies. I keep them by the door. I'm like, well, I think we found the problem. Like if you're describing the shoe you wear every day as your uglies, probably not going to add a whole lot to your your outfit. So what are some, if this is what women are struggling with, what are some good, like what shoe to wear with what pant tips? Can you give us any just quick quick and easies? For sure. Um, It's kind of an exciting time with trends because, you know, we've shifted more from the the skinny leg that we've seen for so long. And now it's slim leg, straight leg, wide Mm -hmm. leg. It's just there's a lot of variation. And so along with that comes a different type of shoe. So if we have this big hem, this more unstructured bottom, we need to have a structured shoe to balance that out. So you can't have this heavy clunky shoe with this wide pant leg. You need something more narrow. And so that's why these more ballet flats and loafers and more of a square toe or almond toe, we're seeing all of that because it lends itself to that pant leg. I think that's such a great point. You always see things go together, right? Like no trend exists in a vacuum. Yes. 
riding boots yes. were such a thing because skinnies were such a thing, right? Like they all go together and longer yep. tops became a thing because skinnies were a thing. Now that we have more volume on the bottom, the top gets shorter. Like nothing just exists on its own, right? And I have to tell you my biggest pet peeve right now in style is really wide leg pants with a round toe clunky shoe. It doesn't do anybody any favors. Nope. I mean, you look like you're going to tip over because you have no feet. But if you look back to like, you know, the boot cut, the premium denim boot cut era, like the 2004, 2005-ish, that was the era of the witchy pointy toe. But it makes sense. We have a wider hem. We have a a more structured shoe. Yeah, we got to define the bottom. Yeah. That's a, that's a great tip for everyone to take away. Define the bottom. Love that. Love that. Okay. So your aesthetic is definitely more fashion forward and trend focused. How do you encourage real women to focus more on the trends, to incorporate more into their wardrobe and push themselves in style a little bit? Um, I've worked with a range of clients who some are more function over fashion and then some are more fashion forward. But for the people that are more function over fashion, I try to, you know, introduce them to one or two more low risk trends, and maybe they can sprinkle it in and whether it's like a single necklace or something, but something that makes sense with their goals and their lifestyle. And then if it's a client that's more fashion forward, we can push it a little bit more. Instead of an accessory, we can do, you know, a crop boxy jacket or combine multiple trends at once. And I try to push everybody a little bit out of their comfort zone, but also within reason. And that makes sense for, for them. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you want them to actually wear it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a closet full of beautiful trends isn't helpful if you're not going to put it on. I love that. So speaking of trends, what current trends are you loving right now? Like what are your top three or four trends that, that you're just in love with? I really do like the more wide leg denim and, and pants. I think that that's just really refreshing. It's just a, it's nice to see something new. And then I have been having fun with different shoes um, that go along with that. Um, and I also really like separates. So that's, that's one more reason why I also like the pants. Pantone just came out with their 2023 color of the year is magenta. And I'm very excited about that because it was actually one of my wedding colors. <laughs> so my mom was in New York this week and she sent me a picture of uh, a mannequin in Bloomingdale's wearing this gown and it's magenta. And she's like, look, it's, it's like your bridesmaids. Um, so I'm really excited to see the bold colors. It's fun. It reminds me of my wedding. I'm looking forward to I actually still have a cashmere sweater um, for my wedding. That's magenta, but working that in with that like dark indigo, that navy, those are really pretty spring mm -hmm. colors to come out of the of the winter. Love that. What do you think we're gonna be seeing for spring? I mean, here we are. We're recording this middle of January, so we're not getting a ton of hints yet. But if you were forecasting, what would you what would you forecast? This like early aughts Y2K stuff is still going strong. And that's, again, like that can be really trendy, but we can take little bits and pieces of that. If you don't, if you don't want to wear a black 
leather blazer and like lean more matrix, then you can get little bite-sized pieces of like J. Crew from that era where maybe it's like a kitten heel, slingback kitten heel with your straight leg pant, you know? I mean, so it kind of depends how far you want to go with it. But I I don't know. I like referencing back. It's nostalgic and it's kind of fun. And I'm always really open to to new things and different things and refreshing silhouettes. So I'm kind of like leaning into all that right now. What trends do you think are over or what trends are just you over? What are you like, oh, I can't look at it anymore. Yeah. So, you know, for a while we've seen the really puffy sleeves with the smocked bodice, that silhouette for a dress and it's not that I'm over that. I told Jen, like, I, that's what I have on right now. But I I don't like it when it's overly sweet. And so if it is sweet, I think it should be paired back to like a, um, like a darker shoe or a more masculine shoe. But I think when everything is so sweet head to toe, especially for women in their 30s and 40s, it looks just like maybe a little juvenile. What do you mean by sweet? What is your definition of that? Think of like Eastery pastel if it's like white linen with pink floral and bows. And if it's okay. really feminine, then I think it needs to have some more masculine, heavier injected into it to kind of balance it out. Like a little roughness. Yeah. And I'm going to get in trouble because Texas women love their girly feminine. <laughs> but you can have your girly feminine, but just pair it maybe with like a more rigid denim, right? Or something that, like the color you have on, I can't exactly see the color, but it's definitely not a light pink. Is that brown? So it's black and like yeah. a, and a camel color. It's definitely the trend, but not on that spectrum of overly sweet. Got it. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to share my own, can we stop doing this now list? And it is all the drop shoulder. I have seen so much drop shoulder and it's not great for women. You know, my shoulders are broad, so it's, it's just not friendly. And then combined like with a mock neck. Oh my goodness. Can we just stop this? I feel like the trends in the last few seasons have been very, very, very good for pear shaped women right? Because all of the focus is on the shoulders mm, yeah. and the neck. Not so great. The puff sleeve. The yes, puff sleeve. Yes, I'm ready for that to be mm-hmm. to be over. Oh, so I was on Instagram or TikTok mm. yesterday and there was someone I follow. She's a, she's a buyer for one of the big brands. And she said, don't kill me, but skinny jeans are coming back. And I was like, oh my gosh, we just got out of them, right? But it's probably been what year is it? It's 2023. It's probably been five or six years that the fashioniest of fashion people have been saying skinnies are dead, right? So it takes that long for the average real woman to be like, nope, I'm done with skinnies. And by the time we're all like, no, we're over it. You know, now, now we're sort of trending toward the opposite side of the spectrum. It'll be interesting to see if that comes to fruition. I'm pushing back every ounce that I can with the low rise. I'm, I'm not. I, I just won't do it. it. I just won't do it. I, I don't, I don't think I will. I posted after my podcast episode about the 2023 bucket list, I posted in our style circle community, like what is your anti bucket list? What will you never wear or do again? And overwhelmingly the answer was low rise anything. 
And, you know, that low rise thing was when I had my first daughter. So like at play group, we would all be sitting on the floor with the little, no, <laughs> with the plumber crack hanging out and we'd all get up and have to adjust our jeans. And we all had oh. like fresh baby pooches. Like it was not a kind time. Yeah. It's a, it's a fussy, it's a fussy thing to have to live with. It is. Yeah. I ordered a pair of jeans and they're the same style of jean I love. That I work that I wear all the time, but they're a mid-rise instead of a high-rise. Yeah. And I was like, what is this low-rise jean nonsense? And it was probably like right below the belly button. I'm like, no, do not like, do not enjoy, do not. No. Even that felt low to me. We get used to, you know, what we wear. And then that becomes our comfort. Yeah. 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 I also noticed how much shorter it made my legs look right? Like even losing a few inches of, of that length, I'm like, oh, not good, not good. What I love though about fashion now and clothing now is that whatever you need, you'll be able to find it because high rise isn't going to go away completely. You know, it won't be nothing but Britney Spears low rise. Do you, I mean, do you remember that? I do. That was some low rise I do. nonsense. It sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. with, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that's great about the internet is like I ordered a coat from Abercrombie and Fitch recently, which that had been a minute since I'd shot from there, but it was an online only style. And so it's low risk for the retailer. Yeah. They don't have to carry all this inventory in store. And so there's more for us to have because it's not as big of a risk for them. Yeah. I've ordered a couple of things from Abercrombie and I don't think I had ordered, I don't think I'd bought anything from them in this millennia, right? Like it, it, it started with a 19 the last time I bought from Abercrombie, but they've got some amazing stuff. And I think, you know, I wouldn't say that they're the most size inclusive, but it's not like it used to be. And, and there is a lot of great stuff and, and styles that are appropriate for women in their thirties, forties, fifties. It's not just you know. Yeah. It was a surprise to me as well, but I'm happy with my jacket. So yeah, there you go. yeah I love the things that I bought from there. You never know. You just never know. I think you have to try a lot of, a lot of things. Okay. So speaking of your wardrobe, what are your must-haves? Like if your closet was on fire, what would you save? What could you not live without? Hmm. I just talked about my wedding already, but my, my wedding gown is, is definitely the most, uh, my favorite thing I've ever worn. Um, I still would choose it today. So that is boxed and up in my closet and I would grab that if my house were on fire. And then the other thing I would grab is, um, that quilt jacket that I've recently shared. Yes. Okay. So I really want to hear though, like, what are your everyday, like, what can you not live without pieces? But first you have to tell people about your quilt jacket because it's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I actually got a comment. I wore it this past weekend and every time I wear it, I give this woman business. So I have a quilt that was made by my great grandmother out of uh, fabric scraps from the dresses she made for my grandma when she was a little girl. It's incredible. It's colorful. They're made into those daisies. It's like a classic quilt pattern. And it was hung on the chair over the chair on my mom's bedside growing up. So it's nostalgic. I love it. My mom offered it to me and I just decided I wanted to have it turned into a coat so that it could be worn 
um, and, and have some use. And so there in, in Houston, there are multiple people that can make custom clothing. And there's this woman in our neighborhood who was able to turn it into a coat and it's phenomenal. And my mom had one made for herself out of the extra scraps. And I still have even more to maybe put one of the flowers on the back of a denim jacket for one of my daughters someday, but it's beautiful. It's a statement piece. It's sentimental. It's functional. Like I, it's the best. So let's talk about this for a minute because I, I can hear people going, oh, I could never like that was a quilt and it was meant to be a quilt. I could never cut it up. Why could you, what made you be able to do that? And what was your thinking behind it? You know, it could either be folded up in the corner of a closet or it could be out and enjoyed and admired. And it is like one of the biggest conversation starters. I've never worn it without someone stopping me. I get so much joy. I feel proud. I can talk about my heritage that women have loved sewing and fashion for generations. It's incredible. It's like wearing, you know, it's wearing history. I, I love it. I, yeah, I mean, it gets so much more use that way. I just love that because I think even like with clothes, I had a pair of pants and they're actually from Old Navy, but they're still in amazing condition and they're, mm, I don't know, 18 years old. They were a pair of pants, but they never fit quite right as pants. So I had them cut off into dress shorts and people are like, wait, I, I could never do that. Well, I wasn't wearing them as pants. So what was the worst that could happen? Right. And they were like $25 pants. So who cares? And that is such a small thing, but we get stuck in this, like, this is how it is supposed to be. What if I wreck it? But if you're not using it the way it is, why not? And for you to be able to get joy out of it more often, rather than just looking at a quilt, I think that is such an amazing inspiration for people to take and to get those sentimental things out and to wear them and use them rather than just, and it's even, I think like, the good clothes that you don't wear because they're the good clothes. Yeah. You know, we got to get those things out and use them. Yeah, absolutely. You only, you only have value in the things that you use. So I love that. I love that story. Okay. Three or four Thank pieces you. that your wardrobe could not live without, right? Like you're not wearing your wedding dress every day. Hopefully. I mean, if you are <laughs> good for you, but like what, what, what could you not get dressed without even this season? What are you relying on all the time? So just like for me, for all of time, I love denim. I love denim. Mm -hmm. I will never not have tons of denim. And, and I mean, jackets, pants, overalls, dresses. I have denim shoes. Like I have denim belts. Like I love denim. It's cool. It's, um, it never goes out of style. It's neutral. It makes me feel amazing. It's in line with kind of my kind of laid back sporty. I kind of lean that way often. And so denim for sure. I love denim with a white tee, honestly, like a well-fitted white tee or a white blouse. You know, I was listening to something you said where you're like, if you have 10 black t-shirts, that's too many black t-shirts. I'm like, I have a lot of white tops, but they all are kind of different. Well, I think that's more when, when I, when I talk about that, it's the fact that women with 10 black t-shirts will have 10 black crappy t-shirts. Right. Right. Like all of them will have the tiny belly holes or a stretched out neckline or, you know, a, a bleach spot somewhere. Women with like one black t-shirt have one nice black t-shirt. I also have, and white's not even a great color for me, but 
in the summer, my goodness, I love, I love a white top and a denim shorts or, you know, yes. Love it. Yeah. So, I mean, denim, a white top, I'm really big into accessories. So I think every woman should have like a gold necklace, like more of a statement gold necklace. And I think elevated Mm -hmm. sneakers are a huge staple for me or anybody like, and we're talking like the ones that you take care of the ones that the elevated look nice sneakers that you're wearing to look nice, different, different than your athleisure sneakers. Um, But I think those are really versatile. What are some of your favorite denim brands for yourself or for your clients? I have a pair of mother denim and it is the, the wash. It's more of a light blue wash, but it's so pretty. (laughs) The wash of this blue denim is gorgeous. I think I'm wearing it on my website and my pictures. I am. It's the prettiest blue wash. And I love that. I just got denim from this like local store in our neighborhood. That's incredible. It's an e-crew denim and it's really stiff and structured. It's high-waisted. They're like trousers. They have front pockets, wide leg that you cuff. They kind of look almost like nautical sailor. And again, I just, I love denim. What Whatever wash, I think it's really versatile. Those are kind of like fancy ones, but they're still denim. But yeah, I mean, I like the brand Redone. I just tried on some of their denim. I really like Mother Denim. There's so many like premium denim brands that just, they look so good. <laughs> they do look so good. And I got to say, denim is one of those things you kind of get what you pay for. You know, people go, yeah what's the difference? Can it really be that good? It is. It is. And I think if you're somebody who wears a lot of denim, spend as much as you can on denim. And, you know, I think there are some, there is some value budget, you know, what we would call save brands that are fun, you know, and if you're trying out a new style, you probably don't want to go drop a hundred, 200 or more dollars on them. Try them from Old Navy, try them from Target, try them from one of those places. But don't be afraid to invest in denim you know you're going to wear because it's worth it. It's worth it. For sure. But also another kind of tip for listeners is that Levi's honestly is pretty affordable. And if it fits your body type, they have some amazing jeans. Yeah. I made my daughter the other day at Nordstrom try on their um, their cheeky straight. Oh my gosh. They're so good. They're so good. Love it. They're so good. And she's actually gotten into better as she gets older, you know, so now she's all about like even made well jeans that are so much yeah. better than the Target one she was buying. buying. So yeah. yeah, there's, there are some really good affordable, affordable brands out there as well. Okay. Shelly, the last question I like to ask everyone is what is one thing, the one thing you'd like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? I think that you should take away that getting dressed and clothing should be really fun. I think that the way you look and the way you dress affects how you feel. And that's a really powerful tool. Um, It's an easy way if you want to feel happier, wear bright colors, wear fun print. I think, yeah, I think that's like an underused tool and resource is just that the way you look affects how you feel. And if you want to have fun, look fun, wear fun clothes. Like it's just an easy way to lift your mood. I love it. That is very, very, very good advice and something that we preach here at Everyday Style all the time. Shelly, tell people where they can find you. 
So it's www.shellybishopstyling.com. Instagram is Shelly Bishop Styling. All right. We will have those links in the show notes so you don't have to write anything down or remember it. Shelly works with women in the Houston area. She helps you go through your closet, figure out what you have, what you don't, what you need. She will go shopping with you. And then she comes back. Tell them really quickly about your whole grid wall outfit making service because I think that's pretty amazing. It's sort of the last part of your of your styling package. Yeah, for sure. So my styling service, I bring this thing called a grid wall to my client's home. It, I think it's like six feet tall by two feet wide and it collapses. And so when I was working in the accessories closets at Lucky and Vogue or even at Gordman's and House, they have grid rooms. They have walls of this grid and you can vertically hang clothes to make looks side by side and kind of story it out for a layout of like a magazine. And it's the coolest thing. I'm so visual um, to be able to see and touch vertically as opposed to just like on a bed or a flat lay. It's it's uh, a game changer for me. So I was like, how can I incorporate that? So sure enough, they make these more mobile compact ones and I bring them to my client's house. Um, I style head to toe looks with shoes on the grid wall and on them. We take photos and that's delivered via a physical lookbook for them to look through. And it's been a huge hit. People love having an actual tangible book to flip through. It just makes getting dressed in the morning really easy and efficient. I love that. I love that. A lot of people do need that. Like here's a, here's a wardrobe menu. I'll have that one today. And then you forget sometimes like all of the great outfits you put together in a styling session or whatever, this really helps women remember and be able to keep it going even after. So that is so cool. If you are in Houston and you're like, I need someone to come go through my closet, call Shelly. You will not be disappointed. All right, Shelly, thank you so much for joining us today. I had so much fun talking. Will you come back on, on the podcast and we'll talk more trends when, as the, as the seasons evolve? Yeah. We love that. That would be awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Okay, everybody, you're welcome. Everybody, if you are interested in joining our styling training program, head to our website. We have a link where you can sign up for our wait list. We are relaunching this spring. And again, if you want to go check Shelly out, we have all of her links on our show notes as well. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to head over to our website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the show. Go to youreverydaystyle.com and click on podcast to find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly emails. We won't spam you, but you will get style tips and links to some of our favorite products to help make it even easier to love the way you look. You deserve that. 